going, guys? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Whiteley, and joined with me today, one of the Biscuiteers, is Dee Dee. How's it going, Dee? You all right? Hi, yeah. It's, yeah, it's going, it's going as good as it can be, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> She's doing a bit of a Ruth Jones today. She's like, uh, isn't it, though? Oh, but... I know, I know. It was like, it was like this morning I was doing a bit of Anessa and I'm just going, I'm going all over the shop. It's a, it's a social distancing. I've forgotten who I am as a human being. <laughs> I'm such an extrovert. I'm living an introvert life at the moment. I'm just, it's just not doing anything for me. Yeah, it's so hard. Dude. It's just bizarre standing away from people when you just want to be near them. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, I was, um, I was speaking to, um, um, he's quite a, a big, what's that? He's like a YouTube sensation, like rapper. And um, on a, on another show, and he's like, "Hey man, uh, yeah, so uh, all this self isolation stuff is so bad because I'm I'm such a hugger, you know. I like to hug people, and I'm like, wow, I did not <laughs> expect that to come out of your mouth. Um, yeah, it's it's a very strange situation. Um, a quick shout out before we get into this episode, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to uh, Jay McKenzie, uh, to Max Brown, and to um. Emily Wilkinson and of course Julie for the amazing, amazing, one of the best podcasts I've ever recorded, um, Shared Biscuits episode we have just uh, we released on Monday. Um, it was a fantastic collaborative um, uh, podcast between us and the Share, a charity run by Jay McKenzie. Um, and we, we, oh my God, it was so brilliant. We, we spoke about addiction, which obviously is a hard subject, but then we talked about yeah. mental health, obviously. And then we used poetry. We, I don't do poetry. Um, it was, uh, it was fun. Uh, it was great writing, writing poems as well. Cause I don't do that. So thank you to everybody that was involved with that. Joined with us today is, uh, I feel, somebody that's had a real hard run of things this year. I mean, Shrewsbury's been absolutely battered by all sorts of crises, including the one we're in right now. But nonetheless, um, this guy's a hero because I feel like he's doing brilliantly. And that's uh, that, that's um, Ruben Crouch from Seasons. How's it going, Ruben? You okay? Yeah, we're, we're all right. We're, we're, we're hanging on in there. Yeah, as you say, it's been, like, it's been a brutal year for us. Um, obviously, uh, I don't know if you were, we've got a restaurant in Ludlow as well. Yes. Um, so yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in the floods in, um, uh, when were they? I've forgotten when it was February, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. We, we, we kicked off the year amazing. So we, we had a January that traded 10% up on both sides. So we were like, yeah, come on. <laughs> we're smashing it. And then, uh, and then we, we had a great Valentine's Day. And I think it was literally two days after Valentine's Day. Uh, my brother phoned me up. So, yeah, in case you don't know, uh, C-Sons is, uh, is four brothers, which is where the name comes from. So our surname's Crouch, and we're four brothers, so hence C-Sons, and our food is seasonal ah. and all about local and so on. So. so, yeah, a bit of a play on the word season, but, yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about the name, like where it came from and everything like that. Yeah, so like, that, that was... Yeah, because I saw it on the um, the Shropshire Star. It was like as soon as I saw the name, I was like, I wonder where they got that name from because it is it is it does stand out, doesn't it? Definitely. Yeah, well, it started off as four sea suns, which was, uh, but then we decided that was a bit cheesy. So. <laughs> like, like, so we dropped that, and then. The... <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, the four of us have kind of been involved in uh, in uh, food in one guise or another for our whole pretty much our whole careers. So uh, so yeah, we uh, about five years ago we decided it was time we. Uh, we joined forces and did something together. So, uh, oh, that's nice. Was it something that made you all come together in it? Was it? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. We kind of just, um, I don't know what happened. Really, it's just sort of just one of those things. I think my my grand died, and then uh, we all got a little bit of money from her, and it was like, yeah, let's you know, it's 
a good time. We got a bit of money and not not a huge amount, but enough just about to crack on and do something. Uh, we got yeah, invest, uh, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We got a government startup loan as part of the mix, and uh, yeah, and then opened uh, Open Shrewsbury, which has just been an amazing success. When did uh, when uh, which one came first? Was it yeah, Sh- was it shows? Sorry, was was it Shrewsbury or Ludlow that came first? Uh, so Shrewsbury first, um, but yeah, uh, Shrewsbury was uh, back in 2015. Yeah, 2015 yeah. it would have been. So this is our fifth birthday year. Um, wow. Yeah. What were things and, like? Yeah, and Ludlow was three years later. So Ludlow, in fact, if you look back on our social media feed, it's quite funny because you've got, you've got all this celebration and like second birthday in Ludlow. Yeah. And then like two days later, it's. Oh. <laughs> it's carnage and there's like a, a restaurant underwater. And uh, yeah. What was it like from the beginning so, for you guys um, working together as brothers? Because my brother is an idiot um <laughs> he drives me insane honestly <laughs> he lives in ireland and he does my head in from all the way over there if we spend too much time together me and my brother just want to cave each other's yeah. head in um so what was it like working with your guys yeah i mean i think we've always been pretty close so our, our upbringing we kind of traveled all over the world with my, my dad was a civil engineer and he did all these mad projects in places like nepal and so on so we kind of we're quite a strong unit as a result of that and um yeah, I think we've always been pretty close, but yeah, don't get me wrong. We've all got our personality quirks that wind each other up. <laughs> there is the oh, yeah, we're, working with family is definitely one of the most difficult things I think you could do because I, I work with family as well. And the rows you get, isn't it, when you have a row, it's not just like a normal row, it's like a full on, isn't it, during yeah. working with your family? <laughs> yeah. But um, actually, these last few lockdowns, because our staff are completely furloughed at the moment. So it's just the four of us working. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite nice actually. Just going back to our roots of uh, of the early days. <laughs> well, can we can we talk about yeah. your roots uh, before seasons? Seasons, oh, that's that's going to ruin me today. Though. Seasons, seasons. Before then, you saying that you guys have worked in the in, with food together. Uh, so, what did where did you go? What did you do before seasons uh, to kind of cut your teeth? For, you know, with food. Yeah, okay. So there was a stage when all, because we're all from the southeast. We were, I was born in Maidstone, mate. And uh, yeah, other brothers born abroad. But yeah, we, we lived in Tunbridge Wells for quite a while. And uh, while we were there as sort of teenagers, young adults, uh, we all worked for uh, a few of the uh, of the uh, chains. Uh, so there was Pizza Express, ZZ's, uh, uh, ASK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, it's like in the food, in the restaurant scene, everyone in the town knows each other and you kind of just bounce around. Uh, so yeah, so that was kind of where we cut our teeth. Um, ben, his brother number three, uh, he ended up having a bit of a career with Pizza Express and went into management and so on. Uh, so he kind of built that up. Uh, I um, I ended up leaving and moving into retail. Uh, so I worked for Gap for quite a few years, uh, Fennec mm. Department Store as well on their management program. Um, and then uh, yeah, Adam was uh, in. Uh, after he'd done his restaurant bit, went into tree surgery for a bit of a break. Wow. <laughs> and then Josh, Josh went off and did, uh, did um, some work for the RSPB, um, various bits and bobs. And then uh, he came back, uh, this is where the story gets really sort of circular. Uh, <laughs> he came back into the restaurant world uh, to work at the Green Cafe in Ludlow, which is where CSUN's uh, uh. site is now. Uh, so he worked under Clive, who was there before us for about five years and really sort of honed his chefing skills there. Uh, and then, yeah, my background after I'd been in retail, I ended up uh, at the Ludlow Food Centre. So I, I was one of the managers down there and ended up, uh, yeah, starting 
starting that and setting up the deli as in the early days. So yeah. So you and all got different skills and everything that you've all brought all together then. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. We were talking about that just the other day about how between us, like if you put all our skill sets together, we've all got very different personalities. But actually, when you add up all the skill sets, they're pretty. Uh, it's a pretty rounded, uh, rounded piece. Of, yeah, it is. Yeah, one definitely. rounded human being, I guess, out of four, out of four <laughs> not so rounded ones. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've come into seasons uh, a few times. Um, you know, mainly to speak to you guys. I think I, from the very beginning, I was like, "I'm going to podcast. You want to come on my podcast?" Um, <laughs> and uh, it's a very calm place. I love that place because it's it's the lighting's beautiful, the ambiance is great. But what you've just described to me seems to be like places of absolute utter chaos. You know, the, the pizza restaurants and you know whatever. Is that how did you create such a calm atmosphere from working in such a chaotic environment? That's, that's quite nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the restaurant environment only works if you if you take the chaos out of it. As soon as there's visible chaos in a restaurant, you know it's going wrong somewhere along the lines. And I just it's all about putting in systems and training the staff in those systems so that everything just kind of flows and is isn't so or doesn't appear to be stressful even though most of the time it still is it reminds me that's uh the simpsons you know the the italian restaurant where it comes it out and you hear the you see the door swinging he's like where's it my pizza <laughs> yeah, oh my and it comes <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's brilliant um so I a, but i think also we're, we're, we're kind of like between it we're not people that like living on the like living aggressively and angrily and like you know we're our, our team are our team and there's no kind of like hierarchical leadership it's all very much we're one team let's just just enjoy this day and crack on and get done what needs to be done and yeah and let's have some fun doing it so i think that just rolls through to the front of the house then and that's what you guys see so yeah it's a good yeah, where, where do i want to know because I, I was looking through your your menu the other day and was where do you get the inspiration for the different things you have like what what is the the route you're going down with it so yeah, I mean, I, I was reading a, reading one of the Facebook uh, comments on our uh, on our latest venture, our home delivery to home venture, and someone had put yeah. that they had always found our food a bit random. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I like that comment, but, but I suppose you know, I suppose it could. If you're not thinking about it, it could be. You know, it, it is very fusion, and it is very different. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's uh, the the inspiration. I guess a lot of it comes from just everyone chatting and there's different ideas coming from all the different people um, not just the brothers but also the other chefs in the business and so on yeah but, uh, yeah and uh, I think the fact that we spent a lot of our childhood abroad and experiencing all that food from different cultures and and uh, mum and gran were pretty uh, pretty mad cooks as well so uh, I think we experienced a lot of diversity in our in our youth and that just comes through now in in our adult life adult in, in inverted brackets because I don't like calling myself an adult. <laughs> 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 um, so what did seasons look like in year one then? What was what was your crew like? Did you come into uh, working with people that you trusted? Or was it a big like journey for you bringing in new people to work with you? Yeah, I mean, year, year one was uh, was small. So I wasn't small. We, did, we, we went pretty busy pretty quick, but... Um, I was I, I was the one that had the super serious job at the time, so I was I was the commercial director at Hobson's Brewery, and uh, oh. bringing in a bit more money than I was going to get if I left and went to uh, went to work full time at CSUN. So, so I, I sort of just stayed on the periphery and uh, helped helped set up some of the branding and the website and stuff like that. 
and and then uh, Ben, Josh, and uh, and Adam put in the, the big hard graft to get it going. But our initial team was pretty much wives. Uh, so my <laughs> wife Emma, uh, ben, Ben's wife Kate on the accounts, uh, Josh's wife uh, Miyoshi in the kitchen, uh, and I think who was our first member of staff then? Daisy, uh, oh yeah, we did. We had a few front of house members of staff first. So Daisy Philbin, who uh, who has been with us for quite a while, she's been in and out, been to uni and then come back in holidays and stuff. So she was one of the original crew. Um, but I don't know, I think you just it's always hard getting the right team and and getting them to be part of what you're trying to trying to create. Yeah, but yeah. I, we've we've been pretty lucky, and I think again that comes down to the fact that when we're at CSUN's working, it's about it is about a family. It's about having fun. It's it's not a nasty place to work. It's a fun place to work, and mm. it's hard work. But it's yeah. It must be difficult when it gets to making the difficult situ- uh, decisions. You know, uh, when things go wrong in the kitchen, when staff don't, um, you know, perform the way they should be performing, when customers get nasty or things like. What was that like for you as a journey? Uh, I mean. Uh, Personally, I, I mean, I've, I've been in management for quite a while and I've had those experiences in my life. <laughs> and I, I just have this attitude that if there's an issue with 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 a member of staff, you, you just have to crack on and deal with it and be honest yeah. about it. And if you're not honest yeah. with people, they don't know that they're not performing. And yeah, so, you know, it's not about being nasty about it. It's about saying, yeah. you know, here's an honest, honest conversation. Let's be open with each other. Is there an issue with you? If not, then what, why are you performing like this? Yeah. So how how are you getting on at the moment? Obviously, with everything that's going on, and I'm guessing you're doing the orders and deliveries, like a like a few other places. How's how's that going for you? A bit of a change. Yeah. So we well, we we called it pretty early. So on the go back the week before lockdown, or the yeah. two weeks before lockdown, you could see that people were already starting to stay at home, and we saw that that week we were sort of yeah. seeing 15 percent downturn in business. Mm. Um, and then on the that weekend went pretty slack. And then on the Monday night, I think it was, Boris got up and said, don't go to restaurants. Uh, we, <laughs> yeah. we, 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 but that was before he closed them and imposed the lockdown. <laughs> we weren't going yeah, to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, on the Tuesday, we were um, we opened, but it was just like pointless. So uh, by midway through the day, we'd already shut Ludlow and started putting all the food into deep store and protecting our assets, basically. Um, yeah. Which, we traded on the Tuesday in Shrewsbury till the end, just because we had a few people in for lunch. Um, but again, it was it was pointless being open. Uh, so we shut straight away on the Wednesday. Um, most people, I think, stayed open, and I think a lot of people were just hoping that they were going to get a bit of cash coming in on Mother's Day beforehand. Um, yeah. But then, obviously, on the Friday, they uh, they got up and locked us down officially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'd already on the Wednesday before lockdown, we'd already had staff meetings with our whole team at both locations. Um, and yeah, we initially we'd put them on temporary layoffs because we knew that there was going to be no money. It wasn't good news. So yeah. we uh, put everyone on temporary layoffs and then they launched the furlough scheme. So we took them all off temporary layoffs. <laughs> and <then laughs> put them all on furlough. And uh, yeah, so, but I mean, our, our team's pretty amazing. I mean, what do we do? So the, both meetings, finished yeah there was a few tears and uh, i'm not gonna lie i, I cried a bit um because mm. it's just depressing you put five years of hard work into your life and and into a business and then uh, you lose thousands and thousands of pounds uh, in the floods in february yeah. um, i was gonna say it's although, not just what's going on now it's the build up with all no the it was the cumulative but, but well. to, to yeah. be fair we should we've made a fair not 
we probably won't get it all back, but we've made a fair a fair dent in the losses through the flooding. Uh, we've had a, a, an interim insurance payment come through, which has helped us out mm. a bit. Um, um, and then we also how, we also had the uh, there was the government uh, funding that came through for that as well. So we had a bit of cash back in the bank for that. Oh, that's great. It was, it, it's just yeah. But the cash flow is not there, and you know, you know, when you're not turning over money, you haven't got it there to pay the bills. It must have been like a, an yeah. absolute kick in the teeth for you guys, because I know, I know, a lot of people were, were affected by the flooding. But the pictures from Ludlow, from from Seasons, was just unbelievable, breathtaking. Actually, like just just to see how high that water was, how badly gutted, yeah, well, how badly gutted was it? Uh, <laughs> it was a bit. It was almost disbelief because you kind of. I, ben, ben was working in Shrew, in Shrewsbury that day, so he drove he drives past it on his way up because he lives just down the road. And uh, he gave me a call and said, "I think we're going to have to we won't be opening a Ludlow today. It's underwater." <laughs> um, at which point it wasn't. It was lapping the doors, but it wasn't deep. Uh, so I got up and drove down there. By the time I got down there, there was probably half a foot of water lapping at the doors. Um, oh, so I opened. Gosh. We've got double doors in there. So I opened the first door and there's a glass a glass window in the second door. Um, and I had a look in there and shone my torch in to see whether or not there was water inside. And as soon as you could see that there was, I was like, well, I'm just going to go in and see what, what's going on and just shut everything down and turn all the yeah. power off and everything. But by that stage, it was too late to really salvage anything. Uh, anyway, we've got a secondary kitchen at the back there, uh, which is about a foot higher. And uh, the water was nowhere near that. So I was like... Well, we'll be all right. <laughs> the back kitchen won't get hit. <laughs> At least the food's all going to be okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I went, I went, I went home. I was like, "There's nothing I can do now. Just leave it." And uh, and then I got a phone call from our neighbours, Dinnamere uh, House, uh, who their holiday cottage, mm. holiday home, uh, right by the river. Nice little spot. Um, but they, um, yeah, they called me and said, uh, "You might want to come back. The water's still coming up." And uh, I couldn't believe it was still going to get any higher. Uh, and then by the time I got down there, it was already lapping at the back door. Um, so I, I didn't even go in there. I just left it shut. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, I just sort of stood there in disbelief. There was like a whole nother river just bellowing down the uh, <laughs> centre of the green along the old mill race. And uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, they are some like seeing these things. Like I, I was definitely one of those people. Like I used to when I lived in the town centre, I had a house, and while I was living there, it flooded three times. Um, and then when I moved out of town, now it's like we had this big flood. It became a bit like um, like I was one of those people that used to take the dog for a walk just so I could go and see the floods. And I think when you're not involved in it, it's one of those amazing things to see, like the river and how nature behaves and all these things that cause it. But when you're actually involved in it, it's it's like the opposite end. It's like this. Um, it stops you in your tracks, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't as... Uh, I think it was almost like this kind of numb disbelief feeling where you're like... <laughs> we had loads of... While I was standing there, loads of, <laughs> loads of regulars came past. And they were like, oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I was like, well, there's not a lot we can do, is there? We just <laughs> do it and crack on. Uh, which is what we did, because we, we basically... Um, I don't know whether it was the, it was the day after or... The, Tuesday, I think we went in there. The water resided over the through, through the Monday and then into Monday night. The water had all gone back, and um, we got in there in the Tuesday. I'd had hundreds of phone calls and texts and stuff from people in town and friends and so on. And um, one of the, uh, in fact, the guys that did my garden in the summer, uh, he texted me saying, "If you need any help clearing up, just let me know." Oh. <laughs> so, uh, it's just yeah, amazing. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we got there in the morning. Uh, the people that were working, some of our old staff that were on holiday had phoned up, and it's yeah, 
it was just really cool. So all these people came into muck in and I, Although we'd lost loads of kit, we were pretty lucky that the back kitchen, we, we fluked out in the back kitchen. There was a floor drain that we didn't know about right at the um, wow. right at the far end. The water basically came in, didn't get above a centimetre deep and went out the other side. Um, but in the front, it got to about a foot and a half deep and uh, basically ruined every bit of electrical kit we had. Um, yeah. A bit of furniture was damaged, but... But yeah, anyway, we got this team in. I phoned up the gardeners. They came in, Humblebee Gardeners in Ludlow. Um, and um, yeah, we had a, a team of about 20 of us. Um, and we just basically completely gutted everything out of the building, um, took it all out onto the green, and then uh, reflooded it, basically, <laughs> reflooded it with clean water to get all the filth out of it. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, deep sanitize on every single thing. Uh, yeah, it was quite funny just walking around spraying sanitizer all over all the walls and it was, it was pretty intense but we got open again by the wednesday afternoon so we were only shut for a day and a half. that's fascinating uh, i find that fascinating was, yeah um and the, the, the quick turnaround that is yeah yeah well, we're lucky because it was it was designed to flood that building so um all the, the structural integrity and sort of there's no plasterboard so in knew, there you at you all. knew it was like it's history on it it was yeah, I mean, it, it, it yeah. flooded out in 2007 as well. So, uh, yeah, it was um, when they'd done the refurb in 2008, they'd taken that into account and kept all the sockets high and everything. But, oh, that's good. But, yeah, that's if we if we yeah. thought about it a bit in advance, and uh, I think it was it was because we'd had the what was it storm? I can't remember the two names of the storms now, but there was two storms that came on top of each other. There's like yeah, yeah, there was Dennis and what's it called? Yeah, Kira, yeah, it was Kira and Dennis, Kira. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and everyone, they made such a mountain out of Kira and how it was going to flood everywhere and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And then it didn't. And we were like, oh, we'll be all right. And so then Dennis was coming and we were like, well, if we didn't flood in Kira. No one's really going on about Dennis. We'll be all right. And then in hindsight, yeah, we should have lifted all the equipment and got it all up higher. But hey. You know, I was so looking forward to 2020. Genuinely, I was like, wow, a new decade. This is going to be great. <laughs> and then there's yeah. a lot of you know everyone do those facebook posts at the start of the year going to this year is going to be my year and everything like that yeah, yeah. the other day and i was like how they didn't think through <laughs> but yeah. i'm pretty sure if people this time last year could have a glimpse into the future and see where we all are now you wouldn't believe it would you at all yeah no, it's just it's madness, isn't it? but what, madness. what i will say which i think you'll probably agree with um because i mean i saw that the where i saw your pictures and videos was on like for the love of shrewsbury or something like that and the amount of comments just like mm. you know absolutely heartbroken or sharing support like you know with the flooding and uh with the with the current crisis i feel like this year may be a pain in the backside but it's definitely brought the community like closer together you know, it's done yeah, something rich. Hundred percent. Yeah, and it's. Um... Yeah, I just, I just, I guess I sort of. For me, I'm, I'm really kind of hoping that when we come out the other end of this, that things do change for the long term and for the better, and that we don't just go back to business as usual. Because I think so many lovely things have happened as a result of all these. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely think gonna, yeah. a lot of people are going to um, be closer with local businesses, isn't it? Smaller businesses. I think it's going to become a much bigger thing, isn't it? Like supporting local smaller businesses like yourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's how we right roll like that anyway. Our, our whole ethos is about supporting the yeah. local economy and everything yeah, we store, yeah. we try and yeah. try and use local suppliers for. So, it's, uh, but yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, so anyway, we we um, we, we shut back on the Wednesday uh, and um, we sort of just 
Yeah, I was going to say that, that, that at the end of the um, those meetings we have with all the staff, rather than ending them on a, right, we'll see you soon, guys, we'll be in touch. We were like, right, what can we do to get out of this mess? <laughs> What's the next step <laughs> for the business? And we, we did these two massive brainstorming sessions. Uh, there were all these crazy ideas. And uh, yeah, a lot of the classics, like let's do ready meals and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. But we, we've always been a bit different and, and on the edge. And we just we wanted to do something a bit different to, I don't know, just to stand out a bit. But also something, like everyone was doing ready meals. And if you're going to buy a ready meal, generally what you're going to do, you're going to, going to go to the supermarket and buy it and uh, so yeah we thought we'd, we'd try something different so we've tried to we, we wanted to come up with a system where you could still basically enjoy what we do and our style of food at the quality hopefully that you get it in the restaurant app um, but do it in in your own home so uh, yeah we came up with this mad idea called sea suns at home uh, which restaurant dishes uh, what do we call it restaurant dishes uh for you to finish and enjoy in the comfort of your own home. Uh, but yeah, it took us a while to sort of plan it and get the idea together. We built a website from scratch, uh, opened a YouTube channel and done all this stuff that we weren't doing. <laughs> uh, so we've done video tutorials, which is what do I'm in the middle of doing now. Do you think you're going to carry that on once you once this new norm Yeah, well, I, we, we reckon there is a market for it. And like, it's just, yeah, something a bit different. And it, for us, for the during the crisis as well, it's ticking so many boxes. It's ticking entertainment mm. for people stuck at home. It's it's ticking yeah. a bit of social interaction because although we didn't do it last week, we are planning to possibly do some live streams as well where people can cook along with us and do all that sort of stuff. Mm. And yeah, and then and you're getting something a bit special as well. And people need to need a treat when they're there. Yeah, because a lot of people are going to be doing things they don't. They're forcing themselves to do things they don't usually do, like cooking and everything like that. And this this new norm that we're going to go into, you might find out that there's, like you said, a huge market for it. People might this isolation thing. People might certain parts of it they might enjoy in participating in things like you say, like watching your YouTube and going along with it. And isn't it? It's a big thing. Yeah. So I, I guess you know it's it's bringing together quite a few ideas that we've had over the years, but just never had the time to do. And I guess that's one benefit of being in lockdown and not having the restaurants to deal with yeah. on a day to day basis. But let's crack on and do some of these things that we've been thinking about uh, yeah. there's been definitely a lot of initiative shown from right. shrewsbury i mean like uh businesses alone i mean you, you got uh, yeah. seven yeah. social who were doing the drive-thru uh I, I went to the drive-thru it's great you know there's yeah. you guys doing uh, deliveries i think it's fantastic you, you're right you know this thing has definitely pushed people in the right direction i'd say yeah oh yeah i yeah, you know and it always not going to wait for that i'm going to crack on and uh, and see whether or not we can do something or make something out of this uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you you guys are great, and I, I love that you are you're inspiring people because there are, there are going to be a lot of businesses at the moment that are like, well, what's the point? You know, well, we we can't do this anymore. But you you guys have been through it all, you know, and you're still fighting and you're still pushing forward and you still you're still finding new ways to be exciting and, and, and you know be a, be a pillar of of, yeah. of of the community. And I think that's brilliant. So well done to you guys. Thanks, man. No, Cheers. it's really good. Means a lot. Um, what were what were <laughs> no, your plan? Fine. What were your plans going to be before all this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a good question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, we we had big plans this year. We we uh, our first directors meeting of the uh, of the year was uh, talking about uh, expansion. Um, we're looking at a third site. Uh, that's that's the long term plan. Um, 
we've been possibly thinking about Bridge North as a location. There's all these things oh, that, yeah, you know, yeah. and then uh, Ludlow as well, doing more down there. Um, what else? A big thing that was going on this year was a joint venture with a wedding venue, um, in uh, which is on the Welsh borders, a place called Wild Lodge, um, mm. just on the road to Knighton. Uh, and they, um, we did a lot of outside catering last year, but we decided that it was all at different venues and locations and we wanted to sort of settle down and just have one spot to do it from just for, for, uh, for simplicity reasoning, really and making it, making it easier on ourselves. Uh, Cause we were running ourselves a little bit ragged. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so we, uh, we put this tick list together of all the, all the things we wanted to achieve from a wedding venue. So there was uh, the, well, the num- number one was we wanted it to be wild. It, we didn't want it to be too formal. We wanted it to be in the countryside somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we wanted river river frontage. Uh, we wanted old dilapidated barns. We wanted fire cooking. We wanted uh, camping op- opportunity. Um, yeah. Anyway, there was all this stuff we put on this tick list, and uh, some friends of friends uh, got in touch and said, "Oh, if you're looking for a venue, in fact, it was our coffee suppliers, Hundred House, were chatting to one of their friends, and they said, oh, that sounds just like the place that um, that uh, our friends got.' So." Um, yeah, so Wild Lodge, uh, we went and had a meeting with Gemma um, from Wild Lodge and uh, decided it was pretty much exactly what we wanted. Um, <laughs> one, one of the last things I did before lockdown was uh, have a meeting with uh, with a steel fabricator because we've been designing our own uh, massive, great uh, 1.8 metre long uh, fire cooking beast of a barbecue type oven oh wow thing. that would um, be amazing at a venue wouldn't it yeah so yeah so yeah i mean that was all kind of uh it was all in the pipeline he was he was just about to finish the drawings and uh, get them sent to me and they've been on lock so they're locked down now all the weddings this year have now been cancelled uh so yeah. that's going to be delayed till the year after now yeah um, but yeah i don't know just Where business is- was to, to grow and have fun but yeah i think i think regard i mean Putting aside the the money that restaurants are losing now because people obviously can't come into your restaurants, when when this is all hopefully, I mean, when it weans itself back into normal, where I'm expecting, like people's asking, somebody asked me, what's the first three things you're gonna do uh, when when the, uh, the the lockdown is? I was like, I, I want to go for a nice meal with my friends and family. I, I, I want to yeah. go to the pub yeah. and I want to go and book a yeah. bloody yeah. holiday. And that's what everybody's gonna do, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny talking to different people. So a lot of people think that, and then uh, and then there's the other people that are a bit more like, oh, I don't know. I think there's going to be a a certain element of the population that maybe is a little bit nervous and a little bit wary about going out, and and is that going to slow it a bit? Uh, my gut says that long. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult thing to say because we're quite uh, we're quite a, a European styled country, aren't we? Social, like mainly like food and drink is a massive social aspect isn't it so yeah. I think when people do come out of this and they want to go and see their families and friends it's going to be based around going out for food going for drinks and all these kind of things and I, I feel like a lot of restaurants are having to suffer in this I think it, it will it will make a massive comeback in this this new norm that everyone's talking about but I, th- I think the direction that you're going in with all your other stuff that you've got going on in the background you're still keeping yourselves in in this horrible situation it's going on, you're still keeping yourselves extremely relevant and keeping yeah. your, your market, aren't you? You're still keeping your customers part of yeah, it. Do you know what was lovely doing? Because it was our first week last week. So I, I went out on the delivery van. And uh, it was just so 
it was lovely and heartening to see all the regular people that you see in yeah, the restaurant yeah. on a weekly basis. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're at their house <laughs> and you're like, well, wow, <laughs> how bizarre is this? <laughs> Seeing where they all live and what, yeah. But yeah, it was so, it was so nice as well. It was, it was a bit of a social thing. I mean, you know, we were on a bit of a deadline trying to get deliveries done and obviously the social distancing is an, is an issue, mm-hmm. but... And that was weird as well. It was sort of you get there and you sort of have to put a parcel on the on the floor and then walk back and then you know having rung the doorbell and yeah, it was sort it's of so all weird a bit... because I, I'm thinking that and I'm slowly getting used to it now. It's like when someone puts something on the doorstep, I just don't think anything of it now. I think it's totally normal. Yeah, it, it's very it's very <laughs> odd, isn't it? How it's all going down like that. Yeah, but it was it was nice to chat to them all. That was the thing that really you know yeah. the people were, you know, that came out and. Uh, and I, for them, it was a really nice bit of interaction as well. It was it was like the restaurant had come to them and they were still yeah, having the band yeah. that they had with us in, <laughs> inside. And yeah. yeah, it was good. Oh. Well, there were more good times to come. Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, I was, the one thing I was going to say that I think is that the one worry we have about coming out the other end of it um, and the new norm, as you say, is that I don't know how, what is the new norm going to look like? And I do, I think the restaurant and the, uh, you know the the outside social businesses like us are the ones that are going to be out of lockdown last i think that's goes without saying we're yeah. we're the places yeah. where you know where where large gatherings occur i think yeah. they're going to be at the bottom of the list for reopening but then mm-hmm. and it's also whether they start they insist on social distancing within the restaurant so if they decide that all our tables have got to be two meters apart and yeah, they're limited on numbers. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's exactly. Good. We, yeah. It's certainly going to change uh, romantic movies, that's for sure. Because there's not going to be no romantic meal at Seasons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. La- Lady and the Tramp, where they, well, you know, the spaghetti thing. Romantic movies, Sorry. Yeah, we were talking about um about drive. Yeah, yeah, do you remember the old drive-in movies that you used to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm surprised no one's done that. I haven't seen or heard of anyone doing an old driving, but that that theoretically would work in the current climate. You can imagine police being on the gate. Is this essential? They did. um, Yeah, yeah. Driving movies in Telford a couple of years ago, and I think it lasted for about six months. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, but something like that that would be quite funny in this in environment we're in at the moment, wouldn't it? (laughs) Somebody make a killing, that's for sure. <laughs> the problem is Hollywood's Hollywood's kind of closed down. Ninety percent of Hollywood are furloughed at the moment, so there's no movies being made anyway. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, no, true. I think the the true. the, the, the because you can't go to the cinema anyway, so just <laughs> yeah. Uh, resurrect the old classics. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Somebody was saying, like, you know, this is a great. I mean, I've been, I've just finished doing the Quentin Quarantino, you know, all the Tarantino movies. This is a good time to yeah, yeah. dust off the old box sets and independent movies. You know, making clever things on YouTube and stuff like that. This is the time to shine, isn't it? Yeah. Hundred yeah. um, yeah. percent. Um, so I mean I'm I'm really sorry that you've you've had such a terrible year and you had such amazing plans but the thing is everybody's been affected by this you know and uh, I hope at the end of this exactly. Exactly. you guys will catch up cuz you're going to be under tremendous pressure tremendous pressure everyone is in the service industry when this is all over you know it's going to be it's going to be bedlam I mean you've seen the queues at the supermarket soon as things were bad I mean imagine when things are good it's going to be a non-stop party yeah. it's going to be crazy um <laughs> well, that's what we hope. <laughs> well, Shoesby's got. We'll be partying if nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope. I just hope it goes to. But Shoesby goes back to like 
you know how it was you know i, I hope it doesn't affect things negative yeah. i can't see it doing it because the communities are tight you know it's great it is it's, it's, exactly. a, it's, it's very exactly. good place shaysbury is yeah yeah um but yeah, yeah you know what um you guys are brilliant and uh i think one day me and uh, me and team biscuit will we'll come in and have a meal uh, and uh, check you guys out and give you some support when you when everything's Pay for back. By Al. Yeah, Pay yeah, for oh by yeah. Al. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, pick up the team because awesome. I'm rolling in money. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what would you What would you say to the consumer at the moment that sat at home, not able to go to? Um, you know, how would you uh, encourage people to support support independent businesses right now? Yeah. So when I've been, I've been I've been out shopping, I haven't been to a supermarket since lockdown yeah. because uh, the thought of it just depresses me. I don't want to go and stand in a big long queue waiting to get into an environment. I'm the that, same. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I shouldn't say this, but I actually think that probably going to the supermarket is the highest risk thing you can do at the moment if you're yeah. worried about getting yeah. coronavirus because yeah. it's the only yeah. place where loads of people are congregating. And uh, yeah, yeah no matter what they do to. People, yeah. Yeah. So now all my shopping's been at uh, local uh, local independents, really? who um, who generally don't have such big queues, and generally yeah. do have the stock you want, and uh, yeah, it's just just easier. We um, I was speaking to uh, last week. I was speaking to Adam Pennell, uh, Shropshire lad. Yeah. Uh, we were we're supposed to be doing like um, yeah, a, a live cooking uh, thing with him on Friday. We're making the uh, the strawberry cheesecake chicken wings from his TV show. Uh, oh god! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I'm pretty sure aren't keto because I'm a keto warrior. But hey, we'll we'll get around that one. Um, but I'm panicking. I'm panicking because I'm kind of like, where am I going to? Like, he's going to give me this list of of just rich materials that I'm going to have to find from somewhere around Shropshire, uh, and I just, you know, I'm panicking about that. So hopefully, uh, I can find the ingredients that I need. Um, uh, what? Where are your suppliers? Who are people you'd like to shout out that kind of help you you out? Oh man, the list, the list. <laughs> um, so at the moment, we're working through, we're working through a bit of a backlog of uh, stuff that we uh, we hid in the freezer. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the people that we're using a lot at the moment, uh, Ludlow Farm Shop is doing the meat for the, the meat and the yogurt for this uh, for this week's um, this week's uh, home dining. Uh, who else? Lane Cottage Leaves we used last week for their uh, sal- amazing salad leaves. Um, God, I'm trying to think what's on the list. Ludlow Nut Company, although, uh, yeah, that's just working through stock that we had. Um, but, yeah, most uh, – everyone's still active. Oh, Todges, Todges Pork, uh, they're just south of Ludlow. Free-range boxes, we used them last week. They're amazing. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. the list is endless. So I could sit here all, all, all day going down the <laughs> list of all our amazing suppliers. It's, so, it's, uh, it's really nice. Shout out to Milk. They always need a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, I love that. I love that um... – there you guys use local sources um because it is just so easy to go to booker and you know buy some stuff out the freezer but you know you, you're supporting local businesses and that that's brilliant you know yeah. you know yeah. well, that's in the menu and then we also on the website we've added um, a little sort of bolt-on section for the um if you order a meal from us you can order extras so we're like well what would you have with, the, with your meal you'd have some wine you might have some coffee um yeah. might have some olives to start with uh, so we're adding all these things on slowly but surely but we got yeah our, our aim is our um our catering unit uh, 100 house coffee so and we use them in the restaurants uh, so you can get their coffee um with your meal um as a primero wine tom and emma um, they've been delivering to us as well. um, and that's our house wine anyway so that's been pretty cool 
uh, one of our Shropshire, Will from Shropshire Salumi. Um, so we've got his salami. Uh, yes. Fantastic. It's just a cool, cool network of local suppliers who are all helping each other out. What, no, no better place than Shropshire, right? You know, um, uh, too right, too right. When it comes to like the restaurants and businesses around Shrewsbury, are you guys like a close knit community? Are, are, do you guys like speak to each other, restaurant owners, chefs, things like that? Yeah, I, I, one of the first things that um, that happened actually when we, when we went into lockdown, uh, what's her name, uh, Livy from uh, Shrewsbury Coffee House, started a, uh, an Instagram chat with all the local businesses. So we've all been chatting about, you know, has any of you received your grants yet? What are you doing with furlough and just sharing information <laughs> yeah. really and yeah, so that's been pretty cool. Oh, that's nice to see. It is nice to see because that's that's one of the first things I found uh, when I started the biscuit. You know, uh, about eighteen months ago, was that there there seems to be this this, this real um, tight connection, communication, and and you know just this uh, this will to kind of help each other out, um, and that's kind of what the Shrewsbury secret is. I think is uh, that that community yeah, of people. Are just, just, yeah, I would say it's. Not just Shrewsbury, it's the whole the whole of Shropshire and the whole food scene in Shropshire kind of and I, everyone sort of knows everyone and everyone everyone mucks in to help each other out and it's yeah, it's just a cool thing. Yeah. And then you can go and celebrate it all at one of the food festivals where everyone's got together in the same place and uh, Oh. Yeah. <laughs> having a great time <laughs> i feel so i feel so gutted about the food festival i mean like the biscuit we were supposed to deal tell you we were supposed to cover so many events oh, yeah. oh, god it was it going was, to be amazing it was going to be amazing really? wasn't it this year yeah yeah it's going to be yeah. phenomenal but um and we're not the only ones obviously there's so many people affected obviously we can't be selfish Just think of the biscuit exactly. man yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all in the same boat so yeah let's uh, uh, let's just crack on oh. don't worry about it um i'm gonna have you got anything to add on this d i'm gonna uh end with one more question have you got anything else to add no no i just i just want to say that it's 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 so good that you're you're making the best out of a bad situation because this is something that we're all having to go through together and like you say well, you've got your website set up you're still communicating with your regulars and they're still supporting you and you're still supporting those local businesses as there's I feel there's a lot of people that in this would start giving up hope but you've you've all you and your brothers and the rest of your family have all kept pushing on which is a it's a great thing to see definitely thank you and I, I yeah, I'm not gonna lie there was a couple of bad days <laughs> I definitely think you've definitely found some of those silver linings that have been going on. Like you said, when you sign up your the website and all these things that you've been saying you wanted to do, but you haven't got around to doing, maybe that's your silver lining in this in this cloud hanging over everyone at the moment. Yeah. No, well, you got you, you just got to you got to push them. Yeah, you can't yeah, sit yeah, around no. on your laurels and just hoping it's going to come to you. If you no. if you don't go out and chase it, then uh, yeah. Plus, I'd go yeah. stir crazy if I was stuck at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, you will. Yes, you will. We all agree. <laughs> yes. It's an odd sensation, i got to tell you. I mean, I, I'm lucky enough I get to work half the week, but even the other half is just crazy. Yeah, me, me and yeah. I are still working, so we're, we're, we're crazy, but we could be a hell lot more crazy, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd get to yeah, stay. Well, I, I can't cook from home. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. Well, I was going to say, I can't cook from home. So. <laughs> we can't cook from home, so we've got to come out and... Uh... No, yeah. yeah. Um, who wants the beans on toast? Who's after beans on toast? <laughs> um, I've got, uh, Ru- yeah. Ruben, I've got one more question to ask you before we sign off. And uh, I haven't asked yeah, it for, for a, it. a while, actually, but it's a, it's a popular question on the show. Is And then what, is, what does Shrewsbury yeah. mean to you? Oh, man. 
What has Shrewsbury been to me? I'm going to, I'm going to bring bro- brother Ben in on the mix to help me out as well. <laughs> if I should get Adam, because Adam's the one that lives in Shrewsbury. The rest, the other three of us live in Dudlow. Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah. What does Shrewsbury mean to you? He's asking the audience. <laughs> it's a home from home now. <laughs> there it is, Adam. It's a home from home, he says. Yay. The longest I've ever lived anywhere. The longest he's ever lived anywhere. My entire life. So, yeah, it's home from home now. And I know, I can walk around town. Everyone knows me, says hello. I, I, half of them, I, I don't even know who their names are. But if they come in the restaurant, I wonder what they drink, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just great. A lovely place. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I, did, did you get all that? So, yeah, I did. I did. I did. What he hit on there was basically Shrewsbury is one massive community. Yeah. It, it is. Everyone looks out for each other and knows each other. And it. I know that people say it's one of the happiest places to live in the UK. Don't they? They've even in numbers somewhere haven't they but it is it's just yeah, a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a fantastic friendly decent town where everyone everyone just gets on with everyone and supports each other yeah. oh, that's perfect for these times poetic I love it it's poetic it is a great town I'm, I'm yeah. not I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm an outsider too and, I, and, it's got, oh. and it's got loads and loads of amazing independence as well and a great podcast yeah. too I mean uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I thought yeah 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 of course man yeah. <laughs> what's, what's in the land <laughs> um, well um, Ruben uh, from us at The Biscuit and I, I, you know from a lot a lot of people in town we really do wish you the best in, in your recovery and, and moving forward you, you guys um, I mean the first time I, I messaged you about this I was like Let's talk, I want to talk about your determination you were like yes this is what we love we love the determination and the grit and the you know get, fighting through this thing and that's the fight that you, mm. you need and that's the inspiration that's where that is yeah so um, yeah we do wish you well Thank you. No. Cheers. And you guys, stay safe and all that, you know. (laughs) Thank you very much. Um, Dee, have you got anything to add before we sign off? No, I think think you have answered everything. But like you said, you've got to stay safe in all this, isn't it? I don't know when this is all going to end because we've been put on for another three weeks now. But hopefully it's it's sooner rather than later, isn't it, for the sake of the Yeah, I think we're being in our heads, we're looking at end of June. We're not, we're not really yeah, seeing anything is going to go back to normal for us yeah. till the end of June. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know, if it comes sooner, then we <laughs> uh, That's what we're looking at. So, Well, cool. thank, thank you very much. Right, guys, this has been an amazing episode. It's a pleasure. Uh, uh, if you have enjoyed this episode, you can, and it's your first time listening, first of all, thank you very much. Uh, but you can also find more of our episodes, more of our content at our website. And that's at www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. All of our um, audio is on there and it's lovingly made by our friends at Web Orchard. Um, this has been a great episode. I love speaking to independent businesses and I didn't think I was going to do it again. So I'm really happy. <laughs> I'm really happy. So. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. And peace out. Take it easy.